We're late this week, boys. Today's Wednesday, October 7th. I apologize for the delay, but it took me two days to find young Ben after Spurs went to Manchester. McGuire, you owe Ben an apology. Halloween is around the corner, but it's getting scary already. The goons are out. Everton is atop the Premier League, and the top four for a very long time is without Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs. Trick or treat. Welcome to the Regista Report. What a show we have in store. Benny, is your mic on, mate? Are you ready? Um, This is awkward. Uh, Sorry, you weren't told, but uh, this is Ben's fill-in. Uh, so sorry. Let me. This is very unprofessional of him. Give me one. Give me. Give me one second here while I warm up. The, the, the listeners won't notice. I'm sorry. Hold on. Please go get him. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. So. Uh... <clears throat> <clears throat> Okay, okay. It's it's your boy Ben. He is here. He has made it. He is alive. Low key, this is gonna be the best probably pod we've ever recorded. This is gonna be so much fun. I'm so excited for it. He has found me. I am here. Let's go. Dude, <laughs> bar is so high with that one, Ben. The banter is at an all-time high with the show. Uh, brilliant intro, my friend. And guys, no, we do have a show prepared for you. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, but coming your way today is something you may have missed. Uh, after that, we're going to get into the deadline day transfers. And of course, we're going to talk about some of the biggest games from this weekend and give you our sort of reactions to that. Um, now, coupled with that, we do have bold statements. So the Premier League is up and down, turning sideways, twisting. It's so unpredictable. Uh, but we have some bold statements that I think will sort of act as a guide for your Premier League this year. And then, Ben, our final segment, which is going to be incredibly fun man tell us what that's all about dude i'm so excited for the second segment so we're gonna talk about the top three worst debuts and the top three best debuts so your new transfers are in your players are about to make their debut let's rewind man let's let's have a throwback moment and let's let's talk about some of these players that just didn't hit the mark from the beginning and then let's talk about some of the best ones. So, dude, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, I'm so excited for that piece and, and everything to come, man. Let's let's do it. So excited, Ben. Uh, but before we get into that, let's start it off as we always do. Something you may have missed, Ben. What you got in store for us today? Nice, man. So I'm going to throw it back to a kind of a teaser here. We're going we're, we're to start our worst debuts with one that I that I just have to get off my chest, dude. So it, it's. It's been a busy week for Manchester United, as you have known. <laughs> but, dude, I want to start off with, with Patrice Evra in his debut back then. So I want to tell you about his debut. It was in January 14, 2006. And let's, and let's just say it was a nightmare, man. It was a nightmare debut because he went up against Man City. He started that game, and he was subbed at half. So... Let me tell you about what happened, though. So he came went out in an interview, and he said this. This is, this is his explanation of why he had such a poor game. <laughs> so he said, the game kicked off at 12.45 p.m., which was unusual for me as a Frenchman. He said, I'm not big on traditional breakfast, so I didn't know what to do and get, eat or get ready. So I went and had pasta and beans. And, uh, and Joe, just guess, guess what happened after that, man. I'm, guess- th- I'm thinking like uh, Eric Dyer moment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but it was before the game so he got sick he was vomiting he had i'm sure he had the runs and so dude he was wondering what to do he was like do i tell fergie i can't play i'm sick but no man he went and started and so he was on the team bus he was feeling dizzy and then so the first one of the first plays of the game he gets elbowed and he's he's bleeding all over and he's sitting there on one of the corners and he says to himself right he says this in the interview he says Oh my God, these guys are so fast, so strong. It, it was so nice in Monte Carlo. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so at halftime, man, there were two zero down and Ferguson took them off and they ended up losing the game three to one. But luckily forever, it all worked out in the end. But it's, it's, it's fun to kind of relive this because he was saying how difficult it was to have a start as a, as someone foreign, you know, a Frenchman, like look, look at players like who had tough starts, like Ndombele, for example. And, um, 
and it's it's good, man. It's good to kind of kind of hear this kind of perspective from him. And I, I wanted to throw it back and give the listeners that today. So there you go. Yo, that's genius, Ben. I think he had mentioned before too. Um, he said his comments in light of how Pepe was doing at Arsenal. I had even joked like Nicola yeah. Pepe is Pepe Lapu. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now, now he's you know he scored a goal this weekend and he's looking like a player. And I thought it's cool that you mentioned Ndombele because, dude, the last two games I've seen him play, I thought he's been the best player on the field. Like, dude, he is like doing like Maradona's like spinning. Like he's just he looks yes. like a different player, man. So, um, it's yes. it's crazy that you could start so poorly and then just kind of reach a different level and even go beyond that. Um, so brilliant mention, Ben, and, and kind of along the same line. So. Now, Ben, pay attention. I have two. So this first something you may have missed is just the cherry. But 18 years ago, on this very day, Ronaldo, El Phenomenon, scored a goal <laughs> in under a minute. 59 seconds on his debut for Real Madrid. Like, you talk about worst debut to best debut. I mean, just, <laughs> what a player, man. Uh, but that's going to tie in nicely, Ben, for our last segment of the show. And, and this one. Is, is Thomas Party, my second something you may have missed. So everybody knows he's on Arsenal, but not not many people maybe watch La Liga as much as I do, so they don't really know the caliber of player that Arsenal is getting. So the way to put that into perspective, I want you guys to hear uh, what Kieran Trippier uh, said about this guy. Uh, now, the Mirror posted this article today, and he had actually said some of these comments back in June. Um, but these are quotes from Kieran Trippier, so just take a listen of how highly he rates this player. Uh, technically has everything. I've seen him play for Atletico, but I didn't realize how good he is. He's unbelievable. His physicality, how he breaks up play. He ranks as one of the best midfielders I've played with. But Musa Dembele is Musa, and he's on a different planet, that guy. Even on training, he was on cruise control. Mm -hmm. He speaks perfect English, very good English. I don't think he'd have a problem with the Premier League. Thomas will fit in perfectly in the Premier League. So, dude, he's got some pressure to fucking perform. But, I mean, yeah. dude, the fact that he speaks English fluently, the fact that he has the technical attributes, I mean, the signing that Arsenal just got, and this is going to move us in right to our next transfer, I mean, really speaks to you about the caliber of player he is. Now, I'm expecting him to have an instant impact, Ben. Do you kind of, are you thinking along the same lines, or do you think it's going to be more like Patrice Evra and, and getting sick in the tunnel? Oh, no. I mean, for everything you just said sounds like he's going to hit the ground running. So, it, and I saw the game this weekend, this this past weekend, where they, they tied 0-0 against Villarreal. I, I watched that game instead of the Everton game, which was a mistake because Everton was just bawling out. <laughs> But no, I was watching for Thomas Party because I saw that he started and man, they have a player because dude, exactly what you said, he does everything you need as a center defensive midfielder, but also he's like a he's like a progressive center defensive midfielder. He's like a modern day yep. Patrick Vieira, you know? So Arsenal fans are so lucky right now. Yeah. And in the final hours too. Like insanity. So yeah, we're gonna talk about deadline day transfers, and I think that's that's kind of a perfect segue, Joey, into talking about talking about that. <laughs> right on, man. I I think I said before too, Ben, that maybe I would prefer like a war had gone to Arsenal, but Thomas Party may be that like grit in midfield that they need even more um, than a war, and he's older, so I expect him to you know kind of kind of fit right in. But enough with Thomas Party. Um, Ben, dude, another big signing, Cavani to Manchester United. And, and I don't really know what to make of this, except that it could yeah. be huge, but it could also be like another bust. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's two camps out there. I feel like it's split. You know, it's it seems desperate because it was so late. He was a free agent. Like he could have come on to Man U's uh, squad even after deadline day because he was a free agent. But seeing on the backing of the, of the 6-1 hauling, you know, the, they, they did this deal as almost like a, just something to like kind of lift the fans almost, I guess. But I mean, let's I, I don't know, man. I, I, I would say, like, why can't you have both? Like, yes, it's desperate. But also, could it be a stroke of brilliance? Because yeah. I mean, look, look at his look at his stats in his past. Right. Like last season. Yes. You know, he he, he only scored like seven goals. But he's he's the highest leading goal scorer for PSG, and he lit it up for for Napoli back then. Yes, he's thirty three years old, but I mean, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping as a as a Man United fan that it's 
more of a Ebra 2.0, more instead Ooh. of like a Falcao, instead of like a Falcao 2.0. But dude, he has to hit the ground running too because you know, you know what number they gave him, right? <laughs> number seven, Ben, and tell us why that's a pretty precarious number to pick. <laughs> I mean, it's it's haunting. Because this this number seven curse has lived past Ronaldo, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, man. It, Alexis Sanchez had the number. Uh, Di Maria had the number. Memphis Depay had the number, and uh, we can even go back to Michael Owen had the number, and they've all failed after him. Dude, I might even take it a step further in that Eden Hazard had the number, number seven at Real Madrid, and, and look what's happened to him. Is the is the Ronaldo curse real, or is it the Man United seven curse? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of a Man United curse than Ronaldo. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I try to throw, <laughs> throw it to you. <laughs> I don't want your curses, Ben. Oh. <laughs> but no, spot on. But yeah. Well, the good thing is, Ben, you didn't pay any money for him. Yeah, you're going to pay him big wages, but at, at the exactly, end of the day, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a risk worth taking, and it's kind of up to him to produce so um yeah so a good bit of business from manchester united um is there any other names been that really jumped out to you um when the deadline uh day was closing up you really thought damn good move i, I i'm not sure man to me it, it I, I i think this deadline day was was uh i'd say you know i was looking back and thinking like it, it was it wasn't going to be as good because of like the pandemic right. and everything but there was a lot of business everywhere I mean, it, nothing. The, the Thomas Party one has to be the one. It has to be the the one that that strikes as as the best one because he's instantly going to upgrade their midfield, right? And he's he's an instant upgrade to Ganduzi <laughs> to to that player that they that they needed. And as, as Joey, like uh, we have maybe like a broad spectrum of listeners, but we do have a percentage of Ghanaian. Uh, listeners, so Ghanaians will we're very pop. We're very popular. <laughs> yeah, we, we're very popular <laughs> around the world. But yeah, we actually do have like a looking at the analytics, man. We do have some some Ghanaians listening, and man, it, they're gonna be super excited. And, I, and I, I was excited for also maybe Everton's deals too to go through. Like they got um, Ben Godfrey as a center back. Like, dude, they've spent a total of like eighty seven million pounds this this whole transfer window and look at where their position is they're 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 doing so well everything's flying and they add in like another player like they added in a center back you know that's that strikes me as like someone who's who's being proactive and and, and that could have been late even even last minute but they but as you should know that after this transfer deadline day which is which was already passed october 5th that in the domestic leagues, they still have until October 16th to make deals in the championship. So look out for deals in the championship for players that you may have not have known, but are definite impact players. Yeah. Yeah. And another team, Ben, I think is doing a great bit of business and might be going a little bit under the radar given the caliber of their team is Bayern Munich, dude. So Sané is a guy that consistently goes down or is injured a good part of the season, and they somehow managed to get Douglas Costa back on loan. For who's a backup player, you're thinking like, God damn, like another good, talented winger. Um, and of course, on the flip side of that, been sort of the best agent that you would have to say, and Ben, I need you to say his name for me because you do with such class is Chupa Moting. How did I do? <laughs> <laughs> Chupa my thing. Dude, that guy's on fucking Bayern Munich now. He went to PSG to Bayern Munich. Best agent in the Dude, world. Unbelievable. But uh, yeah, there's some movement there. And Guendouzi, he went off to Germany. So Arsenal got him off his books. Um, and sort of, I guess, maybe the saddest transfer was Arsenal's Matt mascot. Uh, the dinosaur dude <laughs> got sacked. <laughs> so I don't know if. Gunnosaurus. Yeah, Gunnos- no! Gunnosaurus. So I don't know if his wages were holding up the party deal, but, you know, at the end of the day, they said, fuck it, you're gone. Um, and they brought in Thomas Party. So it's, that's interesting, Ben. But I think that kind of that's kind of everything we wanted to hit on. Um, there's teams that already did their business around the league, like Chelsea. So um, no no big surprises yeah. there. But, um, you know, uh, I, I am I am excited. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'll do what I, I am. Ex- I am excited for for Alex Tellez. That's that's the one that's the one bit of like the area of of everyone they got like I feel like everyone got their targets right everyone got the places that they needed to strengthen 
Uh, I mean, look at Tottenham. They they did everything that they they wanted to do. They got Reguilón. They got Bale. They got even a lone uh, striker deal in Vinicius from from um, Carlos Vinicius, yeah, who I think is going to be good. Yes. So everyone got their targets, and Man United's obvious target was <laughs> was Jaden Sancho. <laughs> Which, thank goodness, we don't have to talk about him anymore, yeah. man, because that thing is exhausting. But the one, the one position that we did want, right, was the left back. At least you in did my say eyes. that very and early we on. Got, we, yes, like from the first yeah. pod. And and Alex Tellez, I think, is going to be hopefully that guy. Now the system has to fit into what I think Alex Tellez can do, but I think striking him is is brilliant. But I do want to I do want to touch on mm-hmm. Joey before we go on to anything else on a moment of silence, if we can, for the transfers that didn't happen. Can we do that? Really sure, quick? Ben. What did you have in mind? So here we go. All right. So we're starting off a list here and it's, 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 it's my list. Joe didn't, Joe wasn't ready for this, but it's all right. Awar to Arsenal. Tragic. Um, Sancho to Manu. That was, that was, that was just outlandish. I'm so glad it didn't happen. Messi to Man City. Uh, look, oh, look, look, the Messi. one that should have happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Memphis the pie to Barca mm, denied Mbappe to Real uh, wait for me dude that wasn't gonna happen what I'm that's why okay. I said wait for me because it's gonna because <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> so I, I think we sh- I think we should all just just bow our heads and say this this may happen eventually or not this time but that's all I have to say. I love it, man. That's the best way to wrap it up, man. Um, I like that moment of silence, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, let's let's jump into the reactions from this weekend. So, dude, there were some some massive results. Um, and I, I guess we could start with Man United, but they probably wasn't the only only result that we're gonna talk about. And I think the really two that I want to focus on is Man United and Liverpool. Both took huge defeats uh, this weekend. And and kind of the weekend before that, Ben, Leicester had lost 3-0 uh, to West Ham, which was just a huge surprise. So, like, you're, you're starting to see some results that are, like, really lopsided. Um, and we're going to try to get to the bottom of that. But, like, first off, I think, I think Spurs had a lot of momentum um, going into the United game. They had a lot of reasons to be motivated. But I certainly did not see a 6-1 scoreline. There was a red card in the game. Um, but Ben, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts first um, on how you know how that game kind of played out and what you thought about it. Bam. that had to have been one of the one of the worst ones in, into memory, right? But it it's it just shows you that everything is 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 kind of coming to like a boiling right. point right now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like. It, I thought it, it definitely had to have been coming, right? Because we yep. saw this in the Brighton game. Brighton could have easily put more more goals on them. And in the Crystal Palace game, they easily could have put more goals on them. But now look what happens, right? You go up against Spurs, a team who can actually finish, and this is what happens. So, I mean, I, I was it was a pretty spineless performance, comical to say the least, from positions that that definitely need strengthening and that didn't happen so i hope cavani can play center back <laughs> because mcguire has been concussed in my opinion joe uh in greece like something something's definitely off with him right like what is what is happening to him i i'm more interested to hear kind sure, of your man. thoughts because i could yeah. go on to i could go on to more of like a rant right, or right. something per se but I'm, but I'm more of like a positive person. If you know me personally, I'm more yeah. of a positive person into, to kind of coming into these things. So it was hard to evaluate like what happened, like in this game. But uh, it, it did honestly feel better when Liverpool Dude, lost, course. yeah, lost seven to two. But I think we have to go yes, into that do. too because we really have to, we really have to ask ourselves like, why is this happening? Why are so many goals being let in? And I think it, I think for Man United's case, it's a little bit different than than other people's cases, right? Is that, is that just me? Um, I don't know, Ben. I kind of think there's like a theme going on because Barca got destroyed, Man United got destroyed, Liverpool got destroyed. 
Man yeah. City got destroyed. Leicester got destroyed. So, like, I think it's more than just United, honestly. I, I just think there's so much following to that team. And the expectations for Man United are always going to be so high. Just like Real Madrid, just like Barcelona, just like Bayern Munich. You don't expect them to lose. And right now, they're losing, and it's not been pretty. So, yeah, I think a lot is being made of it. But I think it's happening to a lot of teams. I think, I think also it's like the manner of the way it's happening, right? Like, it's comical errors. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maguire, dude. Maguire, like, the <laughs> pulling Luke Shaw <laughs> from, from like, Luke Shaw was going to clear that ball into the stands. <laughs> and he, like, the fucking... I was, I was watching that, man, and I was, like, dead-ass laughing. Like, like full-on Joker. Yeah. Like, re- like, recent Joker. Like the new Joaquin Phoenix Joker laugh, like the sick <laughs> laugh, <laughs> like type of laugh. I was full on, like, wow, what is what what did I just watch? But there's there's got to be something wrong with with him in his head because <laughs> ever since the re- ever since the restart, like the re- like to me, I think Maguire is a solid player. I think he before in the lesser days, like I saw what he he could become, right? And I I, I think. The, the the money that he's worth is definitely not 80 million pounds definitely oh. not 80 million pounds and we're seeing that we're seeing that to, to 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 these days now but there's something wrong with him man like mentally this that's happening and i he, could he, he dude, needs I could a see like in training like saying like mcguire like luke shaw he, he's wearing red red <laughs> he's on your team bro <laughs> So this yeah. is a rumor, Joe. This is a rumor. But at halftime, I, I hope this is kind of true because at halftime, mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandez like ripped into Maguire. He said that he didn't deserve like the armband, and that he he just he just totally lost it at, at Maguire. And and Bruno was subbed off, I think, because of that. But dude, he was the wrong player. Yeah, off. I heard that rumor too, and maybe it's like kind of protecting the player's ego as well. Um, but yeah, I have some thoughts, Ben. I have some thoughts. So. When I think about Man United, um, and you can make the case for Arsenal before Arteta got there, and you can make the case for Liverpool before Klopp got there, um, I can't think of one player or manager to be determined on that team who is an actual leader. So all, all brilliant no, yeah, players, right. all incredible world-class talent. Um, but right now, they're a team that's lacking confidence. So everyone's kind of looking around and waiting for someone else to step up. Um, and if I was Solskjaer at halftime, I probably would have thrown a cleat at someone's face like Sir Alex Ferguson did, right? Um, just, just to get your yeah. message across. But McGuire proved before he made his way to United, he was a good player. I mean, right? That's common sense. Like, you don't go to United if you're a bad player. Um, the difference is this, Ben. And, and on United, there's no hiding. You were brought on because you have the talent. But you have to do the running. You have to want to make the tackle and have confidence that you'll, that you'll win the tackle. You have to open yourself up to your teammates. Um, you have to make yourself available. But the problem is when you wear that jersey that's Manchester United, every team and every game you play, the other team is desperate to beat you. And that's never going to change. It, it's a higher standard. Right. So when McGuire was getting games at Leicester, it, it was less pressure. There, there, there weren't people hunting him um, like they are now. And now everybody's talking about the way they played. I don't care how many games Lesser won when he was playing for them. He was not center stage of that team. You know what I mean? Now he's in the spotlight. Right. Now, Rio Ferdinand did it. Vidic did it. PK did it with United. Now, Maguire, my guy, you're in the spotlight. So he has to do it. So the million-dollar question becomes, I think, is Ole the right man for the job that can give these players the confidence? And, and you have yeah. to keep in mind, too, when you sack a manager, you're essentially saying, it's not you, Maguire. It's the manager. It's not you, Pugba. It's the manager. So here's your lifeline. And I think you really saw that when Jose Mourinho was sacked because it was like, okay, the team's not playing well. They're winning ugly. They're not winning. They're playing like shit. So we're going to change the manager. And then immediately the player's like, okay, well, that's why I was playing bad because it was that dude. So now, like, you're going to start right. this cycle again. If you if you sack Solskjaer, you're kind of telling the players, too, whatever go- is going on, inside that team whatever cancer it is where you know guys aren't stepping up you're kind of repeating that process in my opinion um and the other thing i guarantee you ben is jose got the best sleep of his knife on on sunday because dude he was kind of waiting (laughs) for that one so you know i think it's down to the players because united you know they're spending money they're bringing in big talent they have good players but they just need to kind of start playing as a team 
Um, and you mentioned the result then. And when I say this, I, dude, I have to check myself. Liverpool lost seven to two, did they not? It was seven to two. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a big concern, I think, for everyone in the Premier League right now. In that, how many goals are just being let in? So last week it was Man City five to two, you know, uh, or, or a couple weeks ago, and and it's, it's and this week it's you know United six, Liverpool seven. Like, what's happening? To me, I was deep in thought, man. I was deep thinking. I'm like, what? Why? Why are these so many goals being let in? And it's to me, it's just like complacency. It has to be that. It has to be in the back of my mind that like, do these players like treating this as practice almost? And the lack of fans like has to be, I think, playing some sort of an issue. Um, it, but then you could then you can go on and say like, you can go on and say like the back of the restart, right? Like there was no fans there too. So why why weren't we seeing like a bunch of goals there? Why, why weren't we seeing then you know, a ton of goals being leaked in there? But at the back of the restart, there was a clear objective. Like it was a race for nine games. It was like a mini World Cup. Everyone knew what was at stake. But look at this now. It's like the beginning of the season, and like players, are, I feel like, are just treating this as almost like a preseason. That's 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 the only that's my only kind of thinking of what's happened. Um, in the past like four weeks at least in some moments of the games so it's like they're not being they're not getting that pressure you know they're not saying they're not being told by the fans or they're not getting that livelihood like like to do the right thing or, or to do that that last bit of running i don't know man that that to me just has me boggled just how man how liverpool <laughs> liverpool against austin villa who like the 11 fuck 11, is by the villa? Way. like <laughs> Dude, Ben, I think you're making such a good point. And the more you think about it, like the more you apply logic to it, it makes perfect sense um, that, that the fans aren't there. So yeah. you're missing a big element to that game. Would United have conceded seven or, you know, six goals with their fan base there back in the team? I don't know, man. It, it seems like they wouldn't. So it's like, like you said, less pressure. Maybe you can kind of convince yourself it's it's not as big as uh, an occasion as it should be. So, um, dude, there's a lot of, a lot of good thought of what you're saying. And then when I kind of watched the Liverpool uh, game, Ben, I, I kind of put some notes down too. Um, and I really think they have strong leadership in Klopp and Virgil van Dijk. I would say, after, yeah, I would say after Sergio yeah. Ramos, Virgil van Dijk is probably the second best center back in the world. Um, but right now I think he's too arrogant. Um, in, in my case in point, I, I would say the same of Klopp. When Klopp was losing by five goals, um, he was smiling. Did you notice that he was on the on every after every goal went in he was smiling, dude. I to me in my mind I I think he was like kind of laughing in his in his own mind and being like, oh man, the, the I think he was like plotting like the fitness session the next day. Like he was like, oh, I'm gonna run these yeah yeah to the ground me, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It was it was like a sick laugh. It was like a sick smile to me. I was like, oh shit. I'd be it, so no, it was if I a sick that. smile. But it, the smiles came after the deflected goals, right? So he was kind of looking at the team like, you know, what can we do? Yeah. But in my mind, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, what could you have done before the ball had gotten there? Um, and and I, I for me, yeah. I think Liverpool got a really big wake up call because there's no doubt in my mind there may be top two, top three best teams in the world. The way they play football when they come to plays, they're a very difficult team to beat. Um. So for me, I think right. they kind of got, like, they kind of got checked, and they kind of took this loss now. Um, but there's other factors in play, like you had mentioned, been with the fan base not being there. But I really think they needed this loss. And if I was Virgil Van Dyke, if I was Jurgen Klopp, I'd I kind of be thinking about Bayern Munich in the back of my head because that team um, not only got stronger, but you know they won the mm -hmm. Champions League. So right now they're the top dog. Um, so I'd be thinking about Bayern Munich. I'd be re reminding them, like, hey, like, what lies ahead? But I really think Aston Villa got the best of them. Um, and I really think the only way they're going to recover from that and reach the same heights and maybe even repeat in the Premier League is if they do the hard work on the training pitch. And, um, you know, Van Dyke, like, yeah. everybody's saying he's, like, he's overrated. Um, but he doesn't look like he's putting in the same effort. Uh, he's pushing up a lot. It, it just they seem a little bit arrogant, if I'm being honest. Um, and, and I'd like to see. Yeah. I think that's why they lost. And I think it could be because the fans aren't there to remind them, hey, we have a whole new season here. So that was kind of my take on it, mate. Yeah, I, I, that's brilliant input because one thing I want to do too is is the narrative has been like, you know, Man United 
put it let 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 in a poor poor performance, and so did Liverpool or, or whatnot. But I I think we have to give some credit to to Austin Villa and and Tottenham because they came out and with just brilliant performances. Like look for Villa really quick. I'm so glad like Jack Grealish like has come into his own. Like dude, that guy deserves to be on that England lineup. And they they signed this dude Ollie Watkins from Brentford, and he needed a hat trick at halftime. That's insane. Like, fucking insane. And, yeah. And Ross Barkley, too. You know, getting him from loan from Chelsea. That's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant move. Emilio Martinez had a game of his life. I love him. Amazing move for him. 20 million uh, from Arsenal. And and for Spurs, too, man. For, you know, as much as a Man United fan, it hurt me to to watch that loss. Like I was, I was actually almost a little bit happy for dude, Mourinho fuck yeah, to have man. that dude, after the documentary, <laughs> and you know we've been watching Jose since the right? two thousands. We're not Spurs fans, but we are Jose Mourinho fans. So right. like you know, he like Ben said, I agree. It was his time to leave United, but he got you know he kind of got to feel justified a little bit, and 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 like you said, Ben, it was yeah. like that smirk that he had when he was sitting there. You could see like a little kid just at a kid's store, so happy to be there, bro. And uh, yeah, man, it was just all <laughs> smiles from Jose, which which was nice piece for him. Yeah, yeah, and they they absolutely deserved it. The the I mean, they did go at they they went down to ten men, but even if Man United had eleven, I think the result was going to stay the same. The amount of pressure they put. The amount of tactics they put into yep. Aurier and Region yeah. pl- pulling off brilliant performances and everybody playing the, the game of their lives and just smelling blood. Smelling blood is what happens is what's happening when you play against Man United. And so things need to happen fast, Joey, before <laughs> shit hits the fan. <laughs> and <laughs> and I think that might be a good uh, lead into the bold statement here because I, I have some bold statements to talk about. Uh, at least for Man United. Anything else um, you wanted to talk about in terms of recent results? I think yeah, it's important it is. To it is. But everything. before we get to that, Ben, you made a good point about Aston Villa giving them credit. And there's been other teams around the league that have pulled off some yeah. major results. Like West Ham, I think, beat Wolves 4-0 as well. So I, I wanted to mention, too, that the competitive advantage mm-hmm. the Premier League has over other leagues, and that is that it's the most watched league in the world. So because they're the most watched league in the world, the pair, the payments that they receive for the broadcasting rights goes to each and every club equally. So it's, it's taken a few years, but why other clubs or maybe other revenue from other leagues um, hasn't been as high. You're seeing these teams like Aston Villa, you're seeing teams like Everton being able to afford some world-class talent. And the team like Everton spending $86 million. There's no secret where they're getting that money from. So you're starting to see the Premier League become more competitive and become more clever in the players that they're buying because every team can now afford the best. Of course, you have the exceptions, which are Chelsea and Man United. But these these payments from these TV deals, they're stacking up. So these results might be here to yep. stay as well, and it's certainly a contributing factor to these teams like Aston Villa, like West Ham, that was almost a relegation favorite last year, and maybe even this year, are crushing teams. So... It's just making the league better, but I think mm-hmm. it's also worth mentioning. Um, Definitely worth mentioning. You know how much you know how much Leeds spent how much? this year? They spent ninety six million, man, ninety six million pounds. Defenders: Robin Koch, Diego Llorente, and Rodrigo and Rafinha, which was a winger that they signed from Ren in the deadline day for seventeen million. So they they exactly right, bro. Dude, that's, that's incredible, that's man. Mention. Incredible the, the business that goes on in that league. So um with that, Ben, I am ready for your bold statement. Okay. So we know only the four four weeks of the Premier League has started, or at least any league, right? Every all the leagues have started. And this is fun kind of to do because it's it's, it's we have very little <laughs> data. So, you know, me who are we to say all this shit? But it's fun. And we we want to do it because this could happen and it could not. And you got you might be angry about I it. I think it but, would be fair to say, know. Ben, they're both statements. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. So for for me, man, what I want to say is this has kind of already started. The, re, the wheels have already kind of come off. And I think you kind of know what I'm getting at here is that I think Ole will be sacked Ooh, by the end of October. October. So – on Halloween. That is coming up, dude. So, like, the the end of October, 
beginning of November, just listen to the run that they have, bro. Are you, are you ready to listen to the run that they have? All right. So on the next, so it's international break. Thank God. Uh, almost, almost not. Thank God, because you know you'd want you'd want a team to win. I mean to lose, all right, and then you'd want to come back. You know, you, you when you immediately lose, you want to come back and win. Yeah. But they have two weeks. But then again, you do have international break, so Man United <laughs> isn't losing this weekend. <laughs> well played, sir. They played Newcastle next on October seventeenth. Then they play after that. It's a shit show, bro. They play PSG on Holy the twentieth of October. Ooh, Cavani getting the start against PSG. This is what he wanted. This is what he wanted. Can he hit the ground running? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Dude, four days after that, they played Chelsea. Man United played Chelsea four days after that. Then four days after that, they play RB Leipzig. Then I want to say four days after that, they play Arsenal on November first. So Joey, if they get if they if they get um, four losses yes. out of those five. I, yeah. I'm predicting Ole out, man. I think it's it's sad to see because you know Ole is that is that legend, and you and you want to see legends do well. Um, but the bill has been out for right. him in the past, and he's he's I think he's good at one on one management in terms of like helping his forwards. Like definitely yeah. the attacking line has gotten better, but he needs a number two or he needs some sort of help in terms of the defensive line because. No one is helping Maguire. No one is helping Pogba. No one is helping Matic, who is slow as molasses, <laughs> uh, in in terms of defending. But it's you know it's it's a little bit of a tactical approach. It's a little bit of learning. It's a learning curve. But you you don't get that time. And someone's got to take the the blame. And I'm I'm afraid Oli might get that. So I'm predicting bold statement. Ole gets sacked by the end of October before Arsenal. Pochettino in. Ooh, oh, that's not a bad no. shout. I guess that would be like the first immediate candidate um, that you think about. And dude, second plot twist: when Pochettino goes against Spurs, Man United went big. That'd be crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can see that happening. Man. Dude, for some reason, too, when teams tend to struggle in the league for whatever reason, they they it's like a new slate in Europe. And sometimes they can nick it together a few results. Um, and I think Man United did that when Solskjaer first took over. Uh, but yeah, right now, Ben, I, I think that makes the most sense, right, for him to get sacked before October. So yeah, man, you made some really good points. Um, so you're jumping on that bandwagon. I don't think it's that outside that the realm of possibility that he gets sacked. Now, do I think they're going to – yeah. Do I think he's going to no, lose yeah, yeah. four out of five yeah. games? I don't know, man. I just feel like – it can't get much worse than it already has with a Spurs loss. So it's either going to awaken that team or they're going to continue to slump. And all signs point that they're not going to get any better. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Ben. I think that's fair. Okay, and and if that's fair, um, you might be seeing Ben replaced <laughs> on the pod by a guy named Oscar Rodriguez who's been wanting to get signed by the register report. Uh, no, we do need to have Oscar on the show again soon. I think we do have something planned for him at the end of October. Um, we do, we do, but then you're irreplaceable, yes, we do. Yes, man. We do. Um, and it's gonna be okay, dude. It's gonna be okay. Um, and on the flip side, on maybe a more <laughs> positive note, um, this is my bold statement, and I have two Kane, Son, and Bale, when all playing together, will be the most lethal partnership in the EPL. So, I'm talking goals, assists, best goal celebrations. Um, don't believe me, just watch. Uh, <laughs> and then my second one to that, Ben, yes, is yes, Everton yes. will be in pole position for top four, but will lose out on the final match day and get fifth. Damn. Then you went you went ahead and did like kind of you kind of did a two a bold statement plus like the second one. The second one was like a, a part like a, two. Like a part, yeah, part two. I don't know. I just like, feel it was like, like a the B. history at Everton, they, there's, <laughs> there's always a high and there's always a low. 
Like that's the history of that club, like going up and down. And, you know, at one point when Moyes was manager, they were in the Champions League, but they didn't get out of their group. So I don't know, man. I, I think yeah. they have a really good roster. I don't know how deep they are. I don't know how good they are defensively. The only team they really beat so far that you can say is a big win is against Spurs. Um, but the way they're playing is brilliant. Can mm-hmm. they keep the momentum going? Maybe. Maybe. Certainly can under Ancelotti. But on the flip side of that, when, you know, you, you start getting a few strings of bad results where Charleston starts getting some yellow cards or maybe he's sitting out of suspension or gets injured. Um, I could see some trouble uh, spurning there. Maybe, maybe. It's a bold statement. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. Let me let me see which. What, let me see which. Let me see if my leg. Okay, yeah. Jump talk, on dude, one talk of these to me about the uh, Spurs um, Can you name a better three potential three in the Premier League? This is kind of hard to talk about Spurs right well, after they just get that out of your mind. <laughs> Man United. But no, yeah. no, no, no. I want to do it. I want to do it. Here we go. Here we go. No man, I be- I believe in that that attacking trio. I, the one thing right. is that Bale has been out in terms of like seven months, kind of like Cavani. So as soon as he yeah. gets in the lineup, he needs to hit the ground running. And he's dude, I could see him doing that in the Premier League, no doubt. He's got that. He's got the talent, and and I think Kane yeah. and Son, even just them two together, brilliant. I was I was I was afraid of I was afraid of Son. Because I, w- I was, they were, he was rumored to be like with a hamstring injury. So, like, he, like he was, you know, plotted as a potential um, not starting in that game. But as soon as, like, as soon as I saw him in the lineup, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is, this is done. <laughs> because, because Kane, Kane and Son have this brilliant kind of understanding. And you saw that in the Southampton game where they, they ran like the same, the same freaking play, like over and over again. And, um, so yeah, I believe I'll, I'll jump on that one. Mm-hmm. The one about the one about Everton. As long as they have Pickford, bro. As long as they have Pickford, they're not no getting near anywhere near that four. top top. Four. Yes, because Pickford is going to be letting in errors left and right, dude. That guy's that guy's been the, like the biggest. Uh, I think the most error error prone in the Premier League uh, as of late, as in terms of stats, and um, and you saw that this past weekend. And he he let in a bad one, um, but they have a stack squad. I'm I'm excited for James too, but I'm I think he's one of the best signings of the season for, in terms of transfer window. But dude, that guy's only played like like eight games against with Real Madrid too. So like we want to you, you wonder about his fitness. They're they're hitting this honeymoon period, and so I want I want to see more. Guess who? Ooh, they play and that's a dark. By the way, so that game was always close. I feel like no matter what, like what the rosters are like, um, and Liverpool just lost, so they're going to be hungry. And Everton is on like an amazing run right now. Like I think in all competitions they've gotten W, so that'll be good, man. It, ben, I think you make a good point. If Everton has a weakness, it's definitely in Pickford. Um, but it's going to be cool to see how it plays out, man. I, I think it's a really competitive league this year. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but without further ado, after bold statements, Ben, we have best and worst debuts. Um, and this is going to be so much fun, man. So the way the player starts at a club, I guess sometimes, Ben, you've made some good points where they kind of recover from that. Like M. Dumbele now, it seems like he's playing well. There's like a recovery period. But can't you say, though, from the guys that do at least yeah. score on their debut or have like a positive impact, those guys usually go on and either become like a club legend or just like an amazing servant to the club. Um, and we have some really, really good examples. And I, I don't think you could – start off his segment without talking about maybe he's in the conversation of one of the greatest players of all time. I don't think I've ever seen another player with a touch like Ronaldinho had Um, his ability. And and Ben, this is not a guy that came to training and looked forward to training. This was a guy that was probably out the night before living his best life. It was just so (laughs) talented. Um, And it didn't matter. There was no one close to him in terms of his touch. He had a way of manipulating the ball where you could be next to him, four guys could be next to him, and he'd get around. He'd outsmart all four. Um, and just incredible. And, and he, he could, dude, I think one of the most underrated stats about Ronaldinho, he's probably one of the best passers of the ball I've ever seen, in addition to his dribbling. Um, and just the perfect guy from Lionel Messi to learn from. I don't know if Messi is Messi without Ronaldinho being at Barcelona. So without further ado, Ben, what, what do we have, man? Play the clip from Ronaldinho's debut, bro. How the how did that sound? How did that go down? Venga, Ronaldinho, se marca. 
Continúa Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. With Ronaldinho scoring that banger off the post against Sevilla. You know what's really interesting about that, too, is that Ronaldinho was very heavily linked, like almost like almost on the verge of signing with Man United. I don't, I don't know if people remember that, but this is this is the all this is the trend of like the almost with Man United <laughs> because Ronaldinho was there, but. Brilliant, brilliant man! Because he he beat three players, and he scored like an amazing, amazing upper ninety goal, and that just starts off the trend with uh with the top top of like the best debuts, and brilliant goal from Ronaldinho. You love to see it, and yeah, and I think ben, I think it goes with that, you know? without saying, but one of the only players that ever got a standing ovation at the Santiago Bernabeu was Ronaldinho. Um, be, because there's no way you could not appreciate this right. guy's talent. And we talk about positivity and the love of the game. And like every time he played, he played with a smile. Um, but he would embarrass you. And he just brought everything. And there was a big movement when Ronaldinho with Brazil. And it was Joe Bonita. And everything that he did was just, dude, it was just amazing. So unbelievable player. One of the best debuts I've ever seen. Um, so I put that at number one, Ben. And, and another guy, Ben, that had a career ahead of him and just the name gives you goosebumps too is Wayne Rooney dude what that kid did when he was 16 for Everton going against Arsenal and what he what he the goals he scored for Man United the way this guy would never back down you talk about leadership or a guy that would destroy you on the field if you weren't doing your best that's Wayne Rooney he got fucking red cards for fun if he was losing um and, and dude, he did it against uh, <laughs> you know, some of the best players too. Like he didn't care uh, when he was on Everton. He tackled Ronaldo. I know you remember that one, Ben. Like just yep. two legged tackle, like up to his chest. Um, so just just that type of mentality, that type of leadership yep. that's kind of lacking, not just for Man United. It's all around the world. You kind of don't see players like this anymore. Your Roy Keynes and stuff like that. And it goes without nope. saying, like how much that type of players missed in football that desire to win. And Wayne Rooney is a guy that would never disappoint. Um, and what he did for Man United, you know, I think he's the all-time leading goal scorer, right, Ben, for you guys? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And uh, without further ado, we want, we want to play this one because Wayne Rooney is, I think, on our top three of our best debuts. He had a freaking hat trick, bro. Yep. It was it was just written in the stars for him to have a hat trick on his debut in in Champions League against Fenerbahce. I think the game ended like six to something, but it was the the night belonged to Wayne Rooney to coming into that to that locker room and just as as a boy looking like a man in that mm-hmm. game. And so that that's that's what we're ready to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Rooney, it's inevitable. <laughs> Some things are just meant to be. Wayne Rooney has saved his first senior hat. So that was brilliant from Rooney, man. It's 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 fun to reminisce, and I'm glad you said about like the leadership and the type of players that we had at, back in the den and what we need now. But on to the next one in terms of best debuts and. I mean, what else can you say about Zlatan Ibrahimovic in in terms of making a debut? Because he scored <laughs> in a lot of debuts, bro. But one of the best ones, one of the best ones that he had was against L- was with LA Galaxy against rivals LAFC, and Zlatan scoring a brace and the first goal, bro. The first goal being a, a lovely, lovely volley from 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 almost inside his own half. <laughs> and scoring a brilliant goal, and I think, I think that just sums up Zlatan, right? You came, you came to see Zlatan. Yeah, this is and what for you get, me, and, that's and what I think we got everybody else, it was like 
right after he got really poorly injured at United, like he had knee issues. So like the, immediately the like the storyline was, you know, Zlatan's old, he's retired, you know, he's coming to the retirement league, which is the MLS. And, you know, yeah, he might, he might poke in a few right. goals, but he's not going to be the same player. Right. I think, I think Zlatan's first day in LA, um, he had like six or seven quotes from some of the night um, hosts um, from the, like this night show and stuff uh, about how outrageous he is and how confident <laughs> he is. And, like Ben said, to come into a league like this and not let your level drop, I think is it shows what a world class player he is. The the goal that he had in this game is just it, it sums up his career and just in moments and, and that's what he gave to the MLS. And I think like, you know, people were made you want to watch the MLS, like Zlatan did. And it's a tough league sometimes to watch, uh, because there's so much raw talent in the league and he he was a guy that just you, you couldn't help but watch and admire, and he brought it to MLS. A so brilliant debut for us, man. He didn't disappoint. Lamar throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Well, Not that any of us should be surprised, though, Stu. LAFC have just been Zlatan. Welcome to Major League Soccer. Take a bow. Sensational. Did you think he was going to live up to the billing? Of course he did. Out of this world. Every superlative you want. What a way to announce yourself to Major League Soccer. Amazing. A world-class goal from a world-class player. Uh, there's so many that we could talk about, too, about other best debuts. I mean, you talked about uh, a phenomenon, Ronaldo, in his debut. Uh, we could have talked about Oscar in in Chelsea's Amazing. uniform and his his brace against Juventus. Uh, there, there's so many good debuts, and it's so good to see like your player to start off in that right foot, right? It's like instant impact, like instant gratification. Let's talk about top three, um, maybe worst debuts. And this one's hard to talk about because like it could, it could happen really to anybody. Right. And this is just your first impression, but sometimes those first impressions are lasting. Uh, but sometimes you can redeem yourself before we get to the worst debuts. um, Yep. Can you remember maybe a debut of yours that you had? And I'm thinking maybe high school where it really like what you feel like psychologically as a player, what a boost it is <laughs> to get off to a good start. Right. Dude, I'm, I'm excited that you brought that up because yeah, you, you come in, we're, we're talking about our personal stories here. Well, we come in as a high school freshman and we starting on the varsity team here at, uh, at our local high school of Woodson. So yeah, me, we, me and Joe, we both started in our first uh, freshman preseason game and we both scored that mental boost, man. It's like, it's like instant, instant, like feeling like you, you belong. Right. It's, it's that instant feeling like, um, this is why I'm here. This is why you picked me and this is the, I'm showing you proof. And so it's, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. I I really think too. And, um, yeah, I really think too. I think every player tries for that appreciate not appreciate you but it's like a way to welcome you into the team because there might be hard feelings there or players that are before you but when you score a goal the team is so happy and i and i have to say ben your debut goal for woodson as a freshman away from home was a fucking beauty man just banged it in so it's it's good to think of those uh, moments and every player's been there um but on the flip side of that having a nightmare ben is literally that a fucking nightmare bro you you want you want the world to just swallow <laughs> yeah. you in if it's if it just goes poorly for you. True. True. But there's also room for redemption because it's just your first game. You know, it's just your first game. Um so we can lead the line with with someone who it was just so unfortunate with injuries, you know, with Jonathan Woodgate in making his his uh his transfer to Real Madrid back in that time. Yeah. And dude, he was he was haunted by injuries. So you want he missed a total. Of, dude, I can't imagine what that. You want to know how many bro. days he missed, bro? He missed over over four hundred and fifty days of 
of matches in terms of tra- of terms of matches. So he listed he listed a whole year mm-hmm. to get his debut, but the debut went poorly wrong. It, he started <laughs> off with an own goal and a red card. It's on that so day. sad. And it's sad, man. It's it's kind of funny, but it's sad because it was like he was he was uh, tipped to be this his this wonderful center back for Real, for Real Madrid, but it just didn't go his way, and he he didn't make a lasting impression with with uh, with the Madridistas. But and you know it's that the was worst. A sad one, it's one thing if a player shows up and plays and just doesn't perform, you know, without injury or anything like that. That's that's a whole different story. But for a guy that that's desperate to play that has so much talent and he's doing his best off the field to get back on the field and for that moment to come and for you to train as hard as you can to get back on the field and you play and you score an own goal which was kind of a deflection and then you get a red card which may or may not have been harsh um i mean you have to feel defeated at that point you just want a new beginning it's just it's not meant to be sometimes and for him it wasn't at madrid um, so really, like you said, man, it was a sad story, man. You hate to see like, you know, the gift of football taken away from a player. And that's kind of what it was for Woodgate when he got to Madrid. So yeah, man. Sad to see. Uh, another story that is interesting to note that his international debut was Messi. Messi's debut lasted for Argentina. I'm talking about for Argentina here. His international debut lasted about <laughs> 44 seconds, Joey, because he was red carded in his international debut. So this is all on the back end of being, you know, tipped as one of the best players in the world. He played it in, uh, in the U20 International World Cup, and he was the player of, of, of the tournament. And then he got his international start. But, bro, 44 seconds, instant red card. And maybe a bad Ooh. moment for Messi in in the international stage with Argentina. I don't know, I don't know, but never would have guessed that from that, a player that like was him. Like I, do I remember him watching <laughs> him play in the Olympics um, against Nigeria? I think he was playing against them in the final. Uh, yeah, and I just remember thinking like, oh my god, yes, yes, it was. Like yes, he was scoring was. some goals before Nigeria, but I never would have thought like the player that he would become <laughs> for Barcelona. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't like. He was a quick player and he was scoring goals, but I was like, oh man, he can't do that on a professional right. level. And then, you know, years later, he becomes, you know, maybe the GOAT. So, yeah, man, it, it's incredible. So you can have a bad debut and still become the GOAT is the, is the moral of the story. But um, you may not, I, w- I don't think I would have guessed that. Moral, so moral of the story. Stat there. Yeah. And this recent one, this recent one that we can instantly kind of go into instant. Uh, kind of redemption a little bit is with Dude, Rodrigo, he right? Was well, playing what happened on his so debut, the defending Joey? champions? Uh, they're tied with Liverpool at 3 3, and there's only a few minutes left, Ben. And he finds himself defending against Fabinho, and he gives up a fucking PK, dude. On his debut, he subbed on, he didn't start. So coming into the game, you're like, okay, can he nick a goal? Like, that's your dream, right? Right. Dude, not, didn't happen for him, bro. He gave up the PK, and, and Leeds went on right. to, to lose the game. I was in my back of my mind. I was like, "Did they lose that game?" Yes, they did. It was four to three. Uh, four to three. Eleven goals uh, in the past three or four weeks for for Liverpool. That's that's a lot of goals. But yeah, instant redemption because he guess what? He scored and the tying tying goal for against Man City. So Rodrigo has has stamped his I think seal that he could be promising signing for for Leeds United. Uh, that was that Dude, was instant gratification. There, like kind of redemption start. a little bit for him. I think it really comes down to the manager to to boost those up. So what Ferguson did with Evra, and then what Bielsa must have said to Rodrigo allows them to recover. You know what I mean? At least some way give them. Give him some hope. So I think, it, dude, it's really down to the manager too to, yeah. to manage their players in the right way, or then get the best out of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you have. You have to do that in terms of man management for for a new player like. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That's, and that's that, man. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week. We'll have more stuff in store for you guys. Um, actually, Ben, are we going to be next back next week with international break? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Dude. You never know with us because we are so we are so unpredictable. Just, yes. What you need to do is just follow us on Twitter or on Instagram. Stay connected. 
stay on the Regista Report train. You know, it's it's here at the station. You better get on because it's leaving, and it's it's you know at the next station. You better you better you better have on because well, you actually, miss it. So follow us, I'll, guys. I'll be on sure whatever social me. media uh, platform might be you're on. Yeah. State of United. Um, <laughs> but no, it's been brilliant, man. We will be back. Pay attention to social media. Thank you so much for listening. Get in!